and welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. We are approaching the holiday of Shavuot, where we celebrate, commemorate, remember, and um, touch base with the fact that God gave us the Torah. So as I'm thinking and preparing for this holiday, I always like to remember something that we you've spoken about, that the holiday isn't just something to commemorate and remember. There's a certain energy that we can connect to, connected to that holiday when the holiday comes. And since this is all about the giving of the Torah and as a nation, we had to receive the Torah. What does it mean? I guess two parts, the significance of what it means that God gave the Torah, brought the Torah and, and gave it to us because it, God didn't give the Torah with creation. This happened later on. So understanding what's the significance of God giving the Torah, but also what does it mean on a personal level for me to be receiving the Torah? Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, um, first of all, I, I think it's important to understand, you know, I, I, a colleague of mine said something that really touched me. He was invited to a college campus and he uh, he he didn't uh, he didn't realize what he was getting himself into. Uh, it was actually a debate. He thought he was giving a talk, and he got there. It was a debate about whether God gave the Torah at Sinai. And uh, my friend, that's not his style. Trying to prove things, he you know, and and he was trapped. And it was a it was a debate with he was supposed to be the Orthodox rabbi, and then there was a conservative rabbi and reform rabbi and reconstructionist rabbi. And they're all going to argue whether the Torah was given by God at Sinai. And this was so not his thing, but he was trapped. And so they gave him the opportunity to speak first. And this is what he said. He said, you know, my friends, before I could explore whether God gave the Torah at Sinai, I think I need to explore whether we think we need a Torah from God. Because what difference will it make if God gave the Torah at Sinai if we don't think we need it? Mm. And once we think we need it, maybe we'll be a lot more open to exploring whether it actually came from God. He then shared, you know, we are the only creatures in this world that don't quite know what we need to do. You know, he pointed out that, you know, bees, for instance, have a very advanced political science going on in their hives and somehow they know who's the queen bee and and they know and and the queen bee comes back and she does this dance of the eight which communicates to the other bees the worker bees where to get the pollen and none of this they achieve by going to school and getting a degree it's something just pre-programmed they know who they are they know what they need to do and uh and 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 there's no there's no animal that is a fake you know, a dog is a dog and a dog doesn't think he's a cat and the cat doesn't think he's a dog. We are the only creatures on the planet that can confuse ourselves, can lose ourselves and and desperately need guidance. And until we face that fact, humbly face that fact that we really need guidance to understand who we are and who we can become and how to get there. Until we accept that and really want that, there's no purpose in talking about, you know, whether God gave the Torah at Sinai. And I think that's a really compelling point here in terms of what are we celebrating uh, on Shavuot? Uh, there's a cute line from a comedian who said that, uh, he said, after reading much about 
the dangers of drinking liquor and smoking cigarettes, it became clear to me that I must immediately stop reading. So, you know, when people open up the Torah and they see all these rules and regulations and restrictions, it's very easy for them to say, well, I should stop reading this book. But if they understand that, wait a second, you know, where can I find a book that has demonstrated extraordinary results in creating some of the most uh, incredibly moral, sophisticated, wise, and spiritual people? You know, for instance, if, I, I say to my students, if I were an entrepreneur and I was looking to invest in creating uh, or developing the, 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 the greatest human being. And I'm looking for to start a company, let's call it Human Being Inc. You know, And I'm looking for uh, a way, a, a formula of how to create extraordinarily refined whole people that are really dedicated to a life of values and ideals that are really in service of the highest good. Uh, I personally think that Judaism uh, is is the way to go. And it became the inspiration for two other major religions in the world, which is interesting because Islam and Christianity both believe that God gave the Torah at Sinai. They also believe that the Jewish people lost their position as the chosen people and that that was passed over to them. But regardless of that, distinction between us or that disagreement, we all agree, and that's a large population right there, that this actually happened. And what we're celebrating is a book that can help us live a good life, like a really good life. People call it the good book. Yeah, it's not just a good reading book. It's a it's a book, how to live the best life. And I always share with my students that I teach Torah not because I think it's true, although I think it's true, but I I think math is true and I don't teach math. Uh, So the reason why I teach Judaism is not because it's true, although I do believe it is. I teach Judaism because it has given me an incredibly great life. It's given me a context and a guide uh, and guidance of, of living, you know, the highest version of myself. Wow. Well, that's, you know, when you present it this way in terms of how important it is, because you have one life to live and you want to live the best you can, and it makes sense. We have to have some direction how to do that. But then that brings me to a thought of why then was mankind not given the Torah at the beginning of creation? It took quite some time until God gave us the Torah. And since it's so essential, why why was it given so much later on in, in within a history of man? Ah, excellent question. Well, according to the Kabbalah, Uh, God had planned to give the Torah to the generation of the flood. And uh, because they were not receptive to it and interested in receiving it, uh, the Torah, which is described metaphorically as water, turned into a flood. And the Zohar says that really that's when it was supposed to be given. And it was it was going to be given to all of mankind, according to that position. Uh, but because they were not interested, then um, so it's kind of like the plan is to give it to a people, let them excel in it, let them become role models of it, 
and then become a light unto the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we pray, uh, you know, one of our standard verses is, Ki Torah, may the Torah go out from Zion, and may the word of God go out from Jerusalem. Where is it going? If the goal is for us to all return back to our promised land, where is it going? It's going to the world. Not that we have any interest uh, or, or, or desire or even a mandate to convert the world. We're not like that. We don't believe in that. We believe that everyone has a path to God. But the general principles and values and ideals of Judaism is relevant and, and, and critical for all of mankind. Hmm. So that actually then brings to the second question of how do we receive the Torah? And it sounds like there really is an aspect of that earlier generation rejected it. And so it had to wait to come into the world at a time where there was going to be a nation to receive it. Um, so many, many years ago at the giving original giving of the Torah as a nation, we received it. And yet this holiday Shavuot, which commemorates our receiving of the Torah, there's something, is there something we're still supposed to be tapping into on the receiving end of the Torah even today? Yes. So, so, uh, the truth is that God is always giving us Torah. The question is, when did we receive the Torah? It's kind of like the metaphor I've used many times before that there's music in the room right now, but I don't hear it because I didn't turn on and tune in my radio. But when I did, I would think that, oh, this station just gave me a song when the truth is the station has been waiting and has been sending out signals all along. I just wasn't receptive. But when we, once we became receptive, there's something very special about this day that we can more easily become receptive to, to the word of God in our lives. You know, we say, in, 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 when we declare the oneness of God, it shall be if you listen, you will hear the, the, the commandments of God today. Some explain, what is this awkward phraseology? It will be if you listen, you will listen. You, if you hear, you will hear. So one of the understandings is if you tune into the teachings of the Torah that God already gave us, that will make you receptive to the guidance that God continues to give us every day. Because the the, the Torah is giving us general guidance, but then in terms of today, what do do I need to do today? Uh, So when a person aligns their will with the, 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 the guidelines and the directives of the Torah, that makes them more receptive to receiving more personal guidance from God in their life. Hmm. And then would the holiday of Shavuot be a day where there's a certain heightened possibility of tapping into that reception if we're aware of it and we try to connect to it? Yes, yes, yes. There's something about that day where there's better reception. You know, it's kind of like in terms of geography there's certain places like i know when i go visit my daughter in Beit l uh in her home i get no reception on my phone it's the weirdest thing but she told me there's one tile in the house that if you stand on that tile you get reception it's the weirdest thing so there's one place in the house where you do get reception so just like there's the ability to get more reception in certain places in the world in terms of our our phones There's certain times, days, where we are able to get better reception uh, than, or easier reception than other days. Mm. 
See, it's very interesting because I'm thinking on the one hand, we as a nation many, many years ago, we as a nation accepted the Torah. And nowadays to degree, meaning we still have a choice about to what extent we're going to receive the Torah because you're once you're born Jewish, you're Jewish, whether you connect to God and Torah or not. On the other hand, within that, there's still a choice of how much am I going to make Torah part of my life? How much am I going to align myself with God's will and what God wants? And that's still a continued choice that we have to make on an ongoing basis. Yeah, uh, but I do want to clarify. It's important. You know, sometimes people think it's all or nothing. And, uh, and, and one of my teachers pointed out that, of course, we should aspire to do it all. But if a person feels for whatever reason they're not willing to do it all, they shouldn't feel that it's all or nothing. That's like going to a doctor and the doctor says, you know, you, you have a deficiency of vitamin E and vitamin D. And you say, well, you know, doc, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to take vitamin C, but I don't want to take vitamin D. And the doctor says, well, then just forget about the whole thing and don't take anything. No, it's good that you're taking C. It'd be better if you took both, but but a person shouldn't feel that it's all or nothing. Hmm. But it sounded like before you were saying too that the more we do align ourselves with living with the Torah, the more we can also. You're saying there's a personal Torah of God speaking to us. The more yes. we can be receptive to having that clarity. Absolutely, yes. The the, the more the better. So it's interesting because I'm thinking this holiday coming up, and that's why I'm so glad we're having this conversation because I feel like there's such opportunities, but if I don't tap into it, then I miss out on what I could benefit from it. But it sounds like there's this national level and this personal level. On the one hand, we received the tour as a nation and it transformed us as a nation. On the other hand, each of us as individuals have to make the decision to what degree are we going to align ourselves with what God's instructions uh, or not. And the more I align, I like the point. It's a very important point. It's not all or nothing, but the more I align myself with what God wants, the more I'm in tune with it, the more I'm also receptive to getting more clarity even in my personal life. So there's this right. sort of national and personal celebration and connection that has to be made during this holiday. Although I, I think it would be good we have a conversation about that very point because Judaism doesn't see a, a dichotomy between national and individual. The individual is an individualized expression of the entire nation. So we understand that every person is not like a separate autonomy, but rather is a, a, a unique expression of the entire Jewish people in an individual way. You, the, the entire Jewish people are, are manifest in a unique way through you and in a unique way through me. And so when a person accepts Torah, they need to understand that when they embedder themselves and improve themselves, they're having a significant effect on the entire nation because we're all connected. That is very powerful because I think that takes a different mind space of the more individualistic focus of, well, for myself, I want to connect more because I see that this is good to live my life with purpose and meaning and clarity coming from God. But there's so much more than that is what you're explaining is that I can't only just think about myself that, yes, that's all true, but that the decision I made and the level of connection I have affects so much more than just me. That's right. A person should realize that what they do is in the best interest, not only of themselves, but for the entire people and ultimately for the entire world. You know, we once talked about that, that 
that, you know, the world is like on a scale and every single one of us should imagine that this one good deed could tip it to the good side and this one bad deed could be tipping it to the bad side for the whole world. Because we are that interface and have that influence on each other. And that takes then coming to this holiday also, there's like the two levels of it. There's as a nation, it's interesting, every holiday we're celebrating as a nation. It's all on the same day. There's a lot of communal prayers and and connection and meals and a lot that goes on as a community. But then part of what I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to miss out on is individually, how do I connect to this holiday to make sure I'm taking advantage of the opportunity and the energy of the day that's going to affect me. But it sounds like you're saying, even when I do that, I'm actually doing that affecting myself, but I'm also simultaneously uh, sending more of a connection to the entire nation through my individual choice and connection. Well, well, that's actually exactly how the Torah described what happened at Sinai. It said that the Jewish people encamped at the foot of the Mount Sinai and the Hebrew word for encamped is, uh, is, is written as a single not as in the plural. So the entire people, our sages tell us, became like one person. We were, because we were so unified, we were so one to the point that we were literally a single entity. That's what enabled us to get this reception and get and receive the Torah. As individuals, we would not have been able to receive the Torah, but as as a, 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 a unified, organic, one single being, we did. Hmm. And that's also part of what we're celebrating and what we need to be aspiring to, that if we want to be able to tune into the, the teachings of Torah as well as the ongoing revelation of God to us, it can only be as uh, the, through being one with each other. Wow. So that really gives tremendous perspective then and understanding uh, the significance of the holiday that's coming up a Shavuot that both on a personal level, the, the connection that I have is going to affect my connection to Torah and to God. But this is also very much an opportunity as a nation to strengthen our connection to each other, to strengthen our connection as a nation to God and to the mission that God's given us and the clarity and direction as a nation and how we can affect ourselves and the entire world. I really want to thank you, Rabbi, for this conversation, because I know for myself that the upcoming holiday of Shavuot will be significantly elevated and the fact that I'll have more of a a charged and focused connection uh, that will affect me and hopefully the good that will bring to me will also bring to the entire nation. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel.